Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Tim Scott at CAA Manitoba. With this year's Worst Roads, Brandon Burley, the mayor of Morden, Manitoba, where a big TV series is being filmed. And I'll chat with Ed Droshe from Apollo Suns about their nomination for a Western Canada Music Award. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. And CAA Manitoba is out with its survey results. The worst road in Manitoba is... Empress! Empress is the worst road again. Tim Scott is the head of CAA Manitoba, and he joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Tim. G'day. How are you, sir? Good. Excellent. So are you surprised that Empress is topping the list again? I am a bit. I, I It definitely is not in great shape, but it's in the process of getting better. Were you surprised? Uh, I was a little surprised only because it is being repaired, as you mentioned, but I'm not surprised because it's been on our list for a number of years and it has about 15,000 cars that go there daily uh, on average. So there's a lot of drivers that uh, put a lot of miles on that road. And there are some other roads that have made the top 10 that do not surprise me. Saskatchewan, that road is horrible. Well, it uh, hit number three on our list, and uh, obviously uh, the people that voted for it agree with you. Sherwin, St. James, maybe just run down uh, the top uh, 10 for us quickly, if you don't mind. And, and seven of the 10 are in Winnipeg, three outside the perimeter, right? Right. So number one is Empress Street, as you mentioned. Uh, Highway 34 near Austin, uh, uh, as you head west, is uh, the first rural uh, provincial highway. Saskatchewan Avenue, Sherwin Road, Archibald uh, be number five. St. James Street, uh, which for years was the, the number one for uh, all of our worst roads uh, for votes, is number six, then uh, Highway 23 in southern Manitoba, Higgins Avenue, Jubilee, again, another uh, uh, main artery for people getting to and from the downtown into work, and then finally in uh, Winkler, uh, Highway 32. So seven out of the ten um, are, are, are there. And that, that also includes not only potholes, but pedestrian and cyclists who, who vote um, and comment on social media. Uh, those are the top tens out of the 400. We had over 400 uh, submissions. For, and what, and what are the votes. what are the complaints? You mentioned potholes. What else uh, are people mentioning when they're voting for the worst roads? You you can have everything from potholes to uh, uh, from the cyclists uh, improper uh, cycling uh, infrastructure, uh, cycling lanes, and or uh, the potholes and and the grates. Uh, for the sewers and for the pedestrians, you've got cracks and in, 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 in lack of uh, access for people on sidewalks, sidewalk cracking and heaving. I mean, if, if you, you look at the winter we had this year with 52 below and, and then the thaw, uh, we get heaving and, and cracking. Um, so it, it affects all of us. 
And um, I mean, this is fun. I, I realize it, it, it's not fun that we have roads that are this bad, but it's kind of fun to do this. I think everybody can relate, right? We all, or many of us, uh, in one way or another, travel the, the streets and the highways and the roads. And so uh, we, we like to complain. But I think over the years, you've proven at CAA Manitoba that this list also gets politicians uh, moving on this stuff. It does, it, and we've had lots of over eight years of, of this campaign. We've had lots of discussions uh, with with different uh, levels of government. Um, the, the the most uh, successful uh, endorsement of this program was from the uh, the mayor of uh, Brandon at the time for Victoria Avenue, where they actually moved uh, the year they were going to do the the renovations and, and the changes up a year because uh, Brandon uh, made Victoria one of the top three. And so they actually moved it up a year and fixed it a year early and, and accredited uh, CA's worst roads to bring it to their attention. This survey, this list every year, uh, Tim, is this something you wish you didn't have to do? Well, I think it's it's like anything else. Uh, until we have enough money to to pay for all the things that we need in our province, which is uh, is a very big balancing act for the city and, and the province, there will always be opinions and, and comments on what we can do better. Uh, the city is is getting better. The 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 uh, way we list the roads from the province is getting better. So it's just a matter of priorities. Tim, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Tim Scott is the president of CAA Manitoba. Empress tops the list of the worst roads in the entire province. Seven of the top ten here in the city. Three outside the perimeter. Brandon Burley is the mayor of Morton, Manitoba, and he joins us on the phone now. Hi, Brandon. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, great. Nice to chat with you. So yesterday we uh, found out that in the province, in the city, $250 million is going to be spent on television and movie production this year, including Tales from the Loop, which is happening in your town primarily, down in, in Morton. And this is a big deal. This is Amazon and Fox shooting this. It's going to be on Amazon Prime, sort of a futuristic uh, series, I guess, that will be on Amazon Prime. What can you tell us about it? What do you know? Yeah, it's been it's been really exciting for our city. We it's based on the surrealist art of uh, an impressionist by the name of Simon Stellenhog. Um, it's uh, a, a, a series of alternating portraits of of. The world we live in. Uh, it's been a, a really, really interesting time in Morden. They they came in, they redid our historic Stephen Street, uh, came in, took everything down, set everything up, took it down again, and they've been at it. They're back at it again this week, and uh, it will be for the next few years. I was chatting with Bevan Weeb down there at uh, Oldies and Goodies, the antique shop in town, and he was saying that everybody's really excited about this. Yeah, Bevan's uh, Bevan runs a, a antique shop, and so I know he's been well uh, well employed trying to find some of the pieces that they're using for the shoot and and some of the some of the fifties and sixties kind of uh, pieces of uh, antique furniture and appliances and vehicles. And yeah, it's been good. It's been good for the city. Are you able to put a Brandon? Are you able to put a dollar figure on this for your your community? Any idea? As you said, this could go on for years, right? I mean, uh, if this takes off, they could continue to film for a long time. Uh, any idea what kind of money this could mean for Morden and area? 
uh, it would be guessing at this point. I know they've done a really good job of sourcing stuff locally, um, brought a lot of mojo back to the city, and I, I think um, to the community, the region in general. Uh, they, I mean, they came in with a couple hundred cast members and uh, crew members, and they're eating at our restaurants, they're staying at our hotels, they're consuming local stuff, and it's been really good. Yeah, very, very exciting. I, I love this. I mean, I'm a movie fan, right? Or, you know, and television and, and all that, as as many of us are. But it's great when we can, you know, see a production like this roll into a, a and I called your uh, community a town. I apologize. You are a city. It's the city of Morden. So I apologize for that, Mr. Mayor. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's really exciting. It's uh, I, I think this is great for your community. Yeah, it's been fun, and uh, I know there was uh, some casting calls put out uh, by casted talent out of Winnipeg, and I know, like we tragically have said, uh, they shot a movie once in my hometown. Everybody was in it for miles around. Everybody was trying to get in with the casting agent and uh, trying to find some extra space to put them in the shots and the scenes. Uh, I watched production for one day. Uh, down there, and it, it was just exciting to see and feel the, the energy um, and the professionalism that the crew uh, operates with. It's been very appreciated. Any idea why Morton got chosen? Were there uh, things about your community that were important to this story they're trying to tell, or, or why did you guys get it? Uh, they were looking for they were looking for a, a, a community that looked and felt like 1980s Sweden, and uh, but they wanted the the film tax credits of Manitoba, so we were we were approached uh, by our city manager, sent some still shots of our downtown uh, street there, and uh, they came out to take a look, and uh, they they came right back at us in December and find a find an agreement to to use it. Um, they've been they've been really good to the city, and uh, we're very very happy to have them there. You know that film credit uh, credit when the province made that permanent. I think that was just a great idea, a no brainer, but a great idea. I'm so glad that happened. Yeah, that was. I mean, it, this wouldn't be here without that. Uh, I think the success of that program, whether it be Winnipeg or the one they shot in Rosser two years ago, I mean, it's 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 an important piece of why uh, why we were chosen. Um, I'd, I'd like to say it was our great people or our great community, but. Money is really the language they, they speak in, and um, I think it's an integral part of why we were chosen. Mr. Mayor, thank you for doing this, and uh, enjoy yeah. being uh, uh, Hollywood in Manitoba for maybe many years. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot. That yeah, is uh, Morton's Mayor, Brandon Burley. In Morton, they are filming Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Almost two dozen Winnipeg and Manitoba artists and bands are up for Western Canada Music Awards this year. You're listening to one of them right now, Apollo Sons, led by Ed DeRoche, who joins us on the phone from the road now. Hi, Ed. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. Congratulations on the Western Canada Music Award nomination. Ah, thanks so much. 
You won this last year, Best Instrumental Album. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was really cool. We were out in Kelowna for uh, Breakout West, and, and, and we got the award. So it's really cool to be uh, nominated again for it this year. And now you'll be up in Whitehorse in a few months, hopefully collecting that award again. Hopefully. It's pretty stiff competition uh, this year. Like, uh, checking out the nominees, I was like, man, these guys, these guys are killer. <laughs> Who are you up against? Uh, Five Alarm Funk is, like, the big one for me, because they're... Uh, they're this great, um, like, instrumental funk band out of Vancouver. We've opened up for them a couple times. But they're, yeah, they've been, like, touring the U.S. and playing big festivals. And, like, yeah, doing, uh, they had a collaboration with Bootsy Collins. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of like our, like, you know, like our funk dads, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> and know? for people that don't know the Apollo Sons, explain the concept. What's the band all about? Uh, we're a 10-piece uh, we call it psychedelic jazz. Uh, so it's just, um, yeah, or like jazz adjacent, I guess. Because uh, it being instrumental, we usually get lumped in uh, to to just like um, the, the jazz genre because we have a five-piece horn section. But uh, it's really groovy. It's really sweaty, energetic. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> And if people want to check it out online, YouTube's got a great video of you guys at the Park Theater performing, which I couldn't take my eyes off it. Ah, thanks so much. Glad you checked it out. So 28 Manitobans are nominated in 20 categories. That's pretty impressive for our province, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Manitoba puts out some really good artists. And, uh, I mean, what else is there to do? You either play hockey or you uh, play music. (laughs) Right. And you're nominated for the album, well, the EP, I guess, Dawn Offerings. What about that album specifically, should we know? Uh, well, it's a four-song EP, kind of just like a, a, a taste uh, for the new album we're going to be releasing next year. We're going to be doing a full length. And, uh, yeah, uh, we did it live off the floor, uh, all ten people in the same room, uh, at Paintbox Studios with Lloyd Peterson, who is also up for the uh, producer of the year at uh, the Western Canadian Music Awards. And, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. And uh, the band is, yeah, well, we're just really excited for the album and uh, really proud of it. It's, um, yeah, we, we've grown a lot since the first uh, project. And this is, yeah, it's been great. And uh, the, the response and enthusiasm has been really good. Let's talk a bit about that. So all 10 of you were in the room at the same time when you recorded these tunes on on Dawn Offerings, I mean, that's a challenge for a, a three-piece or, or four-member band. I can't imagine what that was like for ten of you. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was great. I mean, like when you're all breathing the same air and uh, you're all looking at each other in a circle, and it uh, it makes having a conversation, um, yeah, just just really nice. So uh, we obviously had to like practice our uh, our stuff. And uh, make sure we were all, um, yeah, uh, hitting it properly. But, uh, yeah, it was nice. Um, you just wanted to, like, capture the, the live energy a little bit in the room. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to make sure it was, like, a, a good representation of what we do. There was some overdubs and, and a little bit. But, um, 
ninety percent of what you hear is like live off the floor. I'm I'm really into that. I don't want to get too personal here, but I know how it can be challenging making a buck as a band out there these days. How do you feed ten people? <laughs> ten people, uh, lots of volunteer hours. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's been uh, it's been good, and um, yeah, the band's been really great, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge, especially in the first couple of years. Um, I, you know, I was not making any money, but now that we've like put a, a lot of time in and are touring consistently and, you know, really making sure we're uh, connecting with our audience, it's, it's gotten a lot, um, uh, what's the word, uh, conceivable, I guess, uh, <laughs> to, uh, ma- make a profit, make a buck. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Support system. You know, every band relies on support systems. When no first kidding. Yeah, well, I'm happy to yeah. spread the word about the band here on the radio a bit for you today. I know that we're talking to you just outside of Calgary. You're heading into Calgary. You're on the road right now. When will people get a chance to see you back here in Winnipeg or, or Manitoba? I know you had some shows here last month. When will you be back? Uh, we'll be back uh, for, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say anything, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Uh, June 2nd, we're playing uh, Winnipeg Pride Festival oh, nice. uh, at the 4th which will be great. Um, and then we're June 22nd, Saturday. We're at uh, Old Market Square for Winnipeg Jazz Fest. And uh, that's been a dream of mine. I've wanted to play Jazz Fest forever. Yeah. So Very cool. uh, that'll be, yeah, Saturday night. It's going to be real greasy. <laughs> Ed, thanks for doing this and, and pass on the congratulations to the other band members. Thanks so much. Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.